Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Praise God. I want to continue with the message and the title is The Promise and Its Fulfillment. The Promise and Its What? And his fulfillment. And last week I did tell you that Christ is the fulfillment of all the promises of God. Christ is what? The fulfillment of all the promises of God. So what God did was to put all his promises in one capsule and he released it to mankind. And the person that brought that promise to pass is Christ. You must understand that. See, the truth of the matter is that I want the word of God to be so real to you that you will become, you know, a releaser, a conduit for the word. That the first point of call when there is an issue, there is a pressure, is for you to just oppose it with the word of God. Very important. For you to just oppose it with the word of God. For example, you sleep and you dream and that you were dead, you were inside a coffin. The first thinking should be, oh, I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. The first thinking should be what the word of God says. Not what somebody, maybe somebody threatened you last year that I will kill you. Not what that person said. But what the word of God has said. Do you understand it now? Or what God told you concerning your life. The things that you are going to achieve. That should be the first the first point of call you know a lot of us when we are in, in we having issues whatever the issues are the first thing we remember is what somebody said for example there's a brother who supposedly should be in church but because of work he's not in church so but we we relate very well so he gave me a phone call he said pastor I am under serious pressure. I said, what's the pressure? He said, there's this sickness that comes up. And he explained everything. I don't want to go into much details. And when he was not talking, this is the area I want to bring out. When he was not talking, he now said, you know, it's as if I want to die. And that the person said I was dead. You know, you know he was not relating his sickness to that particular dream and we started praying and talking and we started talking and i cancelled him with the word of god after finishing i said you know what we are going to pray i'm going to join my faith with you i'm going to fast with you for three days and we're going to pray together and while we were praying i was walking it was walking time but we'll fix a particular time i will pray with us then after, and I called him, I said, how is it going? But I noticed that there was this day that we prayed, I was counseling, I was talking, and the Holy Spirit was giving me ideas of what he should do, and that sickness was going to go. So I told him some of those. I wasn't a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I relied, to be honest with you, I relied so strongly in what the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit gives ideas, like I preached a few Sundays ago. So I counseled him, and the Holy Spirit was telling him, all those things I was telling him, I didn't store those information, but I knew that 
they were coming out of inspiration so i told him all of those things and he started doing them he started doing them i told him what you should do what you shouldn't do how you should do certain things and he started doing healed he's healed he's totally healed he's living a healthy life praise the lord what am i saying listen don't link any failure in life right to one dream that you had to one dream that your mother had or your father had or your generational cost no don't do that instead let the word of god dwell in you richly link it to what the word says hallelujah jesus is the fulfillment of all the promises that god gave to us so when god said i'll give you wealth i will give you you know um prosperity all of these things jesus is the carrier of all of these things so what god did was to put jesus put all of these things inside jesus hallelujah so last week i told you about the promise that jesus said i will never leave you or forsake you you talked about health he talked about eternal life he promised us wealth today i want to start from the word protection one of the things he promised us was protection let's go to the book of psalm 91 psalm 91 what he promised us is protection protection let me read from my phone psalm 91 are we there this psalm was inspired by the psalmist to write this he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty he will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Now listen, this psalm is very deep. If you start reading, if you look at verse 3, it says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. The snare of the fowler is, if for example, a lion, there was a documentary I watched, very interesting. A lion caught one of these um, cows and was about to begin to eat it up and all of a sudden the other lions came and they started fighting in the process of fighting the cow left and you know i mean so the bible is saying that i will deliver you from the snare of the fowler so even if you have been captured by your enemies he's saying i will deliver you so it's god's promise as far as protection is concerned he said from the snare of and from the noisome pestilence noisome pestilence pestilence is a disease that doesn't have a cure for example when ebola came when um covid 19 came all these are pestilence right so the bible says i will deliver you from them so for example when you pray and you are trying to rebuke pestilence these are the scripture that you quote verse 4 he said he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust and his truth shall be thy sheet and buckler verse 9 thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor for the arrow by that flyeth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday i like this verse 7. he said a thousand shall fall at thy side 
and ten thousand by your right hand, but none shall come nigh thee. And I said, Only with thy eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9 is good. Behold, I am the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, my habitation. There shall be no evil before me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their wings, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou tread under thy feet. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon thee, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and what? And show him my salvation. So that is the promise of God as far as protection is concerned. If you didn't hear anyone, the one that says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, I ten thousand at thy right hand, but none shall come nigh thee. Listen, that's part of the reason why I don't pray against death. I cannot die. See, the devil cannot kill me because i operate by the promise of god right when i was growing up i was taught that the devil is everywhere looking to kill me but i realized that even the devil that is everywhere like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour cannot devour me because jesus is the lion of the tribe of judah are you getting it now and i am part of that tribe so if the lion if the bible says he's like a roaring lion is he say he's the lion jesus is the real lion right so you are part of that tribe so if you are afraid don't be afraid anymore instead you should put your faith in christ tell your neighbor say put your faith in christ you get it now so what he promised you is protection you are protected you are protected a lot of people don't want to die but you see nobody can kill you you cannot die young your case is different you must hold the word of god strongly any dream anybody sees or experience is a dream dreams don't have hundred percent certainty that are going to come to pass you are the one that determines if the dream will come to pass or not so you have a dream and the next thing you say is thank you jesus this is what your word says and you move on hallelujah you must hold the word of god tenaciously then the other thing he promised us is peace somebody say peace let's look at john chapter 14 verse 27 john chapter 14 verse 27 peace i have peace of mind except you are the one that wants to take the peace what he promised you is peace verse 27 said peace i live with you my peace i give unto you not as the word giveth give i unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid so what are you afraid of what are you afraid of anything that takes away your peace is not the will of god for your life you must understand that what he has promised you is peace what is peace peace 
is one of the fruit of the spirit you are just relaxed how can jesus be in the boat and the next thing the boat is about to capsize because of the wind and he's sleeping he's, the man is sleeping he's sleeping a few years ago my wife and family we went to church that's a long time ago went to church and by the time we came back as i was we were about entering the house i saw water at the doorstep it was unusual by the time we opened the door the whole house was flooded with water apparently there was, and so if there's no light after a while we cannot pump water because we need light to pump the water and so when they bring the light is when you know you will be able to pump water in the compound and so there was no light for some days and so when we went to church the light came and somebody had pumped water and we forgot to turn off one of the taps i don't know if it has happened to any of you before it's a common domestic thing i'm going to turn off one of the taps and so wow the whole house was flooded i mean it's uh, we got in started pay, bailing out all the water all the things we could dry we started drying you know but here's the the point is we had peace there was no whatever was destroyed by water i mean i always tell my wife i say listen anything money can buy don't kill yourself over it money can buy it abby god that provided the money initially he will provide again what is it that is getting you all worked up to be honest with you what is it that is getting you worked up reason it through what is it that is taking your peace when jesus said what i've given you is peace relax relax just relax there are some things that you have worked that have worked you worked you up before and if you go back memory lane you say ah, why was i ever worried self what was i ah, it was not necessary relax god is in control don't tell your neighbor say relax god is in control yes he is is whatever i don't want to begin to mention some physicalities but whatever it is god is in control just put your faith in him anything that takes peace from you you are not able to sleep is not the will of god the bible says i am the god that giveth my beloved sleep do you understand it now my beloved i give them peace and sleep is the man that has peace that should be able to sleep so if money can do with deal with it please give yourself peace another thing he promised is provision philippians chapter 4 verse 19 second corinthians chapter 9 verse 18 let me read second corinthians chapter 9 verse 18 second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 hallelujah look at this this is powerful he said god is able to bless you abundantly let me read it i'll read it from here i'll read it from tpt he said god is able to bless you abundantly that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good works hallelujah did you see that god is able to bless you abundantly look at what tpt yes god is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything 
every moment and in every way he will make you it will it will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do that's the will of god for you it's the will of god for you god is able to do that for you there's somebody here god has given you an idea for how to make money but you have not used it and you are blaming him recently you just complained to god that why is my case different god said i should tell you that he cannot put feed you by putting food in your mouth when you are supposed to take it the idea that he has placed in your heart start it now start it now god is able to bless you listen to me god is not partial god is fair god is not partial god is fair you need to know understand that you need to know that god is not partial god is fair god has blessed you and show blessings physical blessings spiritual blessings you are the one he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places so you are the one to show all kinds of blessing now let me give you this one which i really want to deal with before i close today forgiveness what god promised you is forgiveness god promised you forgiveness let's look at hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. god promised you forgiveness wow god promised you forgiveness i'm going to be saying some few things here that will challenge your theology hopefully i will stop here verse 8 says for i will demonstrate my mercy to them and i will forgive their evil deeds and i will remember them no more or i never remember again their sins now listen to me in the first covenant there are two covenants right there is the old testament or old covenant and there is the new one now the new the old covenant when we talk about covenant or testament we are talking about order or a system god initially started a system right and in that system there were things that happened accordingly jesus is the father of the new system when you are talking about the old system you look at the covenant he had with abraham and you go down to how he ruled in the lives of the children of israel now for example i'm just going to give you like three or four differences between the old covenant and the new covenant in the book of hebrew the bible talked about the old covenant being obsolete it obsolete means no longer valid it's no longer in use so we have a lot of believers who are using the old software to run their life now and that's an error it's an error if you operate a system or a computer they tell you updates you cannot use 1965 software to run your system now in 2023 is an error so the old covenant for example one of the things that elements of the old covenant was that 
for God to perform you have to perform you have to be faithful for God to perform his own path so the pressure was more on you to deliver not on God to deliver but in the new covenant the pressure is on God to deliver that's why he said even when we are on still faithful that is why one of the fallacious messages I will have ever heard is for somebody to tell me that the reason why he's not prospering is because of sin. That's a lie. God will not stop blessing you because you committed a sin. Instead, God is ever faithful to perform his own part. This is what I mean. If God promises you to say, um, Harris, God promised you and say, I will give you ABC in 2023, right? And because of what you now did in 2022, God says, oh, Harris has not been faithful. I, I changed my mind. What I want to give him in 2023, I won't give him again. That's wrong. God doesn't think that way. Because in the new covenant, the pressure is on God to perform his own work or works. Not because of you, but because of him. That's number one. You know, particular order. No, number two, in the new covenant, the protagonist is Christ. The blood of Christ was used, right, for the consummation of the new covenant. In the old covenant, it was the blood, right, of man that needed to rectify it. That's why the pressure is on man, not on God. But in this new covenant, the pressure is on Christ. So anytime you put your hope and your faith in Christ, you get redemption. But in the old covenant, how do you get redemption? You get redemption by the blood of bulls, by killing goats and all the animals, and you come and you bring it for redemption. Let's go to verse 13. That's... Um, let me show you something. The next verse. Sorry. My... But he, in that he said, a new covenant he has made, the first old, now that which decays, and waset old is ready to vanish away. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So the old one is gone. In the New Testament or the new system, what is there is that God forgives regardless of what the man has done. God forgives regardless of what man has done. Man needed to show remorse and confess to say, ah, Lord, I'm sorry, oh, this thing I've done, I'm sorry, forgive me, before he shows forgiveness. But in the New Testament, God does not even need your confession. What he needs is for you to make yourself available. You know, I used to be one of those who confesses sin a lot. I'm a very emotional i can be oh, something just break my idea i'll say god i'm sorry so one day i was praying i was just confessing god this one that one that one that one and god told me clearly said every time you come you confess your sins 
He said, when it was the last time you confessed Christ to me? I paused. I said, really? He said, what I need is not the confession of your sin. What I need is for you to confess Christ. I said, really? You see, he scattered my theology. Everything I know, he just scattered it. Then he took me to the scripture. He said, with the heart, man believes to righteousness. He said, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. He said, what is salvation? Who brought salvation? Christ. He said, talk about Christ. Stop telling me about all the things that you have done. I know. I'm not interested. You think God does not know all your secret things you do? God knows them. He's not interested. Because his son, that whosoever believes in him, do you believe in Christ? Leave the rest. Let me take care of the rest. Somebody said, is the same. All of my mates have gotten married, have children. Me, I'm still struggling. Okay, that is the prosperity we are talking about. That's fine. But let's flip it. Let's go to the world. People who have never, atheists who have never believed in God. How come they are buying cars? How come they are building houses? How come they are getting married? Some can even get four or five wives if they want them today. How come they have children? How come things, in your own definition of prosperity, flip it. Those people are running things, but you, your own, your own life is like, what, what, what's the difference between that? They don't know God, though. You see, your argument has an error there. Listen, we are living in the dispensation of grace. In the dispensation of grace, our sins are forgiven. Now you say, Pastor, holy there. Does that give me the license to do what I like? No, it doesn't. Listen to me. Grace offers you everything. Grace is like going into a supermarket where it says, paid for, paid for, paid for, right? Everything is paid for. Ah, you take phone, paid for, paid for. Faith is for you to take it and believe it. You believe you take it and you are going home with it. Some other person will enter that supermarket and says, paid for. Ah, are you really, that cannot be paid for. Ah, this expensive phone, 1.5 billion era phone. How can it be paid for? Ah, I not touch it too. It goes to another place. See the biggest TV he has ever seen, paid for. Ah, how can it be paid for? Fear. And you don't invest it. You don't touch it. Listen, whatever faith can assess is because grace has made available. Now, what is the faith? Well, the Bible says that. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It means that grace has given you that privilege, not works. The Bible says, by faith are you saved, not works. Least any man should boast. So, what you therefore do is to exercise faith to stay righteous. So, you need faith to be able to stay righteous, to be able to harvest and convert those things that God has given to you by grace. The faith you need, right? For you to be promoted in your office. That is the same faith for you to stay righteous. Hallelujah. You are able to stay righteous, whether physically or mentally or what have you, because of what grace has given to you. When people said grace, they are taking advantage of grace to live a wayward life, it's an error. They don't understand what grace is. Grace does not give you the license to do what you like. Instead, it makes you more responsible. 
makes you more responsible. In the Old Testament, one of the differences also is that in the Old Testament, immediately they sin, you are repercussion immediately. But in the New Testament, the New Testament, which is the new order now, does not give you the propensity to commit sin because you don't have the nature for it. Now, what the New Testament provides is that if is conditional. He said, if any man sins, it means if you do the things that you are not supposed to do, what happens? We have an advocate. Let me tell you, Jesus came to do three things. Number one, he came to teach us the ways of the kingdom, which he did through his teachings. In short, Jesus taught more than the miracles. 90% of what Jesus did was his lifestyle and what he taught, the many 10% were the miracles. The second thing Jesus came to do was to die for our sins. And he rescued us from, from iniquity, from diseases of the evil one, and gave us the keys of the kingdom. Then the third thing which he's doing now is to do the work of a high priest. To stand on our behalf. The Bible says our high priest is touched by the feelings of our infirmity. So when you are pained, he's pained. When you don't have money, he's pained as well. When you are feeling somehow, Jesus is feeling somehow. That is why when um, Saul was going to kill Christians, Jesus appeared to him and said, this thing you are going to do, stop it too. He said, what are you talking about? He said, because you are, you are touching my people. If somebody is persecuting you, the person persecuting Jesus, the same way Jesus is our high priest interceding on our behalf. He says, Ah, Patrick, oh Patrick, oh Patrick, Patrick, what? Remember, my blood has already sorted him out. Prosperity. Remember, my blood has given him pathway. That's what Jesus is doing on our behalf. That's what he's doing. So, what God gave to you. And he has promised to you is forgiveness. Stand up on your feet. Say forgiveness. Say my sins are forgiven. Both past, now, and the future. Say with me with some conviction. Say my sins are forgiven. Both past, now, and the future. Hallelujah. So when the Bible uses the word that you are justified, what does it mean to be justified or to be sanctified? Justified. Justification is that you have you were guilty before. Eh? There's what we call discharge and acquitted. You can be discharged, but you are not acquitted. The charge you have there is a case against you. Yeah? You go to court. Your lawyer try, try, try pull you out of the matter. Okay. Now say let's discharge him. Which I mean you can go. No wahala. You are go. You are free. But you are not acquitted. It means they feel call up that case anytime and review the case. That's what happened to, I think, a, football, a footballer in England. Let's leave the matter first, but we can call him up. But you see, when the Bible uses the word justification, it means that you are not only discharged, you are acquitted, and that case is closed. The case is a closed matter. Anybody that brings it up, the person is only talking about old things. When the Bible says old things have passed away, this is one of the things that he's talking about. Listen, the Bible says that Jesus blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you. You know the meaning of handwriting of ordinances? All the accusations against you. All the things 
things your father did, the things your grandfather did, the things your grandmother did, the things your mother did, even the things that you did as an old man, all the handwriting of ordinances, and all your accusation. There's no lawyer here. You know what lawyers do? That's why lawyers are very dangerous people. Dangerous in the sense that they are very intelligent and they know what to do. This is what I mean. Dangerous, I'm not, I don't mean negative. A lawyer will pile and build a case against you. Build them, build them, build them. Once he has built up that case, he will come to law, um, I mean, what do you call it, come to court and begin to wire those accusations. You see, Oye, Oye does not deserve to move forward. The judge will say, okay, he let me hear what you have against Oye. Ah, look at it. In 2021, look at what he did. He will be putting up all those things. All of them. Sometimes those accusations are plenty. They are plenty. And they are true. They are true. You were actually caught in the cookie jar. They are true. Your hands were soiled. You are accused. But we have an advocate. His own, his own counsel is to show up, maybe in his white or attire, to say, yes, these accusations are true, but I have paid the mercy. So if there's anybody that needs to be dealt with, no longer him, it's me. Put the blame on me. Put the blame on me. Hallelujah. You don't know what it is that you are born again. So when you pray and you have a dream, and the dream is talking about something different that negates the word of God. Listen, is there somebody here, there's something you have done in the past that is pricking you? The reason why you have guilt is because you lack the word of God. Jesus has sorted you out once and for all. You are free. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm free. There is nothing you did that is responsible for your present state. No, 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 no. Sin cannot have dominion over you. The word, listen, a lot of people quote that scripture and they don't understand it. When the Bible says sin cannot have dominion over you because you are not under the law. It means that the consequences of sin can no longer rule your heart and your mind and your body. It cannot. It's not about you not, you doing it. No, 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 no. See, the doing part of sin is, an, is a part of sin that is very small. It is the consequences of the doing. So when the Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you, it means that from the start to the finish, from the start to the end, it cannot have dominion over you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. New creation. It means that that person never existed. When God looks at you, he does not see an accused fellow. What he sees is the righteousness of Christ. So anytime you come to him, you know, say, God, you, you begin to, that's the, the type of prayer most of you, that's religious. You need to be free from this religion. That's the type of prayer. The Bible says, my messes are new every morning. When you wake up in the morning, what you do is to lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day. But let me tell you what religion taught us. The first kneeling down you do is to say, Father, you know, say, my way not pure. Eh? I don't even know how today will look like. Yesterday I messed up big time. 
Lord, please have mercy on your child. You, there is this mindset of defeat already inside of you. How do you come to your father? The first thing you are telling him is how you messed up. Eh? When Jesus was saying, he said, be like little children. Be like little children. You see, when a little child is entering your room, does he even remember what he has done? He bashes into your room and says, Dad, what's going on? Good morning, Daddy. That's it. That's how God wants you to show up. That's how he wants you to show up. Every spirit of guilt, lift up your hands. Say, every spirit of guilt, I pull it down now in the name of Jesus. My sin are not responsible at all. I lean on Christ. I lean on Christ. I am prospering. I am making progress. I am wealthy. I am rich. What he promised me is forgiveness. And that forgiveness is what I have. In the name of Jesus, I am no longer struggling. Everything that is making me to struggle, I remove them now like a coat and I drop it on the ground. In the name of Jesus, whatever my father did, my mother did, my grandfather, my grandparents, whoever they are, they are in the past. Even what Adam did millions of years ago cannot affect my moving forward. I am moving forward in the name of Jesus. My sins are forgiven and always they are forgiven. God does not count iniquity anymore. What he counts now is what you do in Christ. Are you born again? If you are born, say God does not count iniquity anymore. What he does now is to count your works in Christ. You see, that is why you need to, you need to be involved in ministry. Your work shall be tried, not based on what you did in terms of sin. No, it's going to be tried based on how you move ministry and the kingdom forward. Ask yourself, in 2023, how much have I given to the work of the ministry? How have I advanced the kingdom of God? Those are the things that you should be thinking about. Not thinking about how you committed sin, how this one is following you, how you will die. No, no, no. All those things are in the past. They are in the past. I feel strongly led. Hold somebody left to right. Turn to the person. So strong. So strong. Pray for healing for that person. Say, Father, let there be healing in the spirit of my brother. Let there be healing in the spirit of my sister. Let there be healing in the name of Jesus. Everything that hit at all disturbs you. You are free. 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 There is healing in the house today. Makatalababa. Leke toshoko. There's somebody here, you are going to be given a check of one million this week. You specifically, you prayed for one million naira. God is saying, you are going to receive a check. Give me your hand. You are free. You are free. You are free, totally free from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. God has given you freedom. In the name of Jesus, you are free. You are free. Who is he that said and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded? You are free. You are free. God is interested in your life. 
God is interested in your life. God is interested in your life. He's interested in your life. I hear the word of God say to me what you need to do do it quickly don't delay it's specific to you pastor say what you need to do do it quickly there is something that you have not done before start to do it now you are afraid you have not done it before you are afraid start to do it now in the name of Jesus. Pastor Kinsley, there's somebody who needs rest. Pastor Kinsley, come. I hear your name so strong. The Spirit of God, leave your labor now. The Spirit of God is so strong now. There's somebody who needs your help. I don't know who the person is. The Bible is, I hear the Spirit of God tell me now that you should go and sort out the person. There's somebody who needs your help. If somebody need your help. I wish this message can be clearer. Somebody needs your help. You know, but you, you're not you're not forthcoming. You're not you're not flowing. But set your spirit. There's somebody who needs your help. Go and sort out the person in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I wish I could I could um, continue. Time is fast spent. Holy Spirit, give me the permission to do this more often. You are free. You are free. Hallelujah, you are free. Get into the supermarket of grace. Everything has been paid for. Begin to pick what you like. Is it health? Begin to pick it. In the name of Jesus, everything has been paid for. Everything paid for. Pick it, pick it, pick it, pick, 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 pick. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.